Hello and welcome to another episode of our show. Today's guest is Liz Sumner from the podcast I Always Wanted To. She is a, uh, well, she explains exactly what she is and I don't want to take words from her, but she helps people find out what they want to do in life and uh, does it in just in a way that's meaningful and, and uh, impactful to her and to others. She is a expat, which I don't even know if that's what you call somebody nowadays. But anyways, she's in, I guess, because it stands for expatriate. I have no idea. I should Google that. But anyways, she's an American that's living in Italy and has been there uh, throughout COVID-19 and shares her experiences there uh, as well as, you know, what she's got out of it. She's she's living in an 800-year-old apartment. So we talk about that. That's pretty cool. And uh, man, it was just awesome having her on the show. So if you like this show, my little self-plug here, please be sure to support us on Patreon for as low as a dollar a month. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. This is an open mind. And you're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. All right, Liz, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Really happy to be here. Oh, yeah, me too. Thank you for uh, for coming on. So you're from Italy, and uh, we started this COVID-19 sort of world tour, how different countries have responded to this, how individuals have responded to this. And based on my my knowledge and what you know the news is telling us, COVID-19, Italy was really, uh, it was impacted greatly by COVID-19 and you and you said that you're living kind of in central Italy is that correct mm -hmm. yes in Lamarque is the name of the, uh, the the region so how has that region of Italy been affected by COVID-19 we were well first I have to explain that I'm mm -hmm. an American who lives right. in Italy and that has an effect on my experience because my language skills are not as good as they should be. So a lot of my understanding of how how Italy was affected might be I might have misunderstood because I don't speak the language as well as I should. So, right. but anyhow, um, we I, we were the first in Europe to get really um, badly hit. Um, but it started in the north, in, in Bergamo and near Milan, and and Venice was also um, bad. But then uh, near the province that I'm in, Pesaro Urbino, was about the third worst hit. Uh, and this was in, we, we went into lockdown on the 8th of March. Wow. So, so one of the first places in the Western world, Europe and North America, to go into lockdown. Is that correct? I think so. I'm not, I can't remember what, what else was going, what the other countries in Europe were doing, but we were, it, things got really hot here pretty darn early. Yeah. And, and, and I recall that when, when everything went into lockdown, that, places like Venice, the water there became quite clear because it wasn't, because Venice is quite silty, right? It's built on stilts and the, and the, the seabed there is very silty. So when boats are going through there, it kind of uh, surfaces all that silt. So it's very cloudy, but when everything was shut down, the water cleared. Is that, is that correct? 
Well, I, I, you know more about the, <laughs> the geology than I do, but, um, but yeah, I remember seeing pictures of just the Venice being completely empty. Well, mm -hmm. every city, Rome, uh, uh, it, it was uh, nobody on the street, and and um, and it was amazing. Yeah, like the you you see cinematography of it, you know, drones or whatever, and it's just mm -hmm. it's. I, I'm losing the word right now, but it's beautiful, but also haunting. Mm -hmm. Like it's stirring. Yes, yes. yes. Well, uh, and and seeing, I think the one that shocked me the most was seeing the freeways in Los Angeles being <laughs> completely empty. Yeah, I didn't even think of that actually. Yeah, and New York, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Times Square, mm -hmm. just completely yeah. empty. Wow. And, and 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 we forget so quickly. I mean, our brains are amazing, but we forget so quickly how freaky that would have been right because we had mm -hmm. no idea how long this was going to go for mm -hmm. we, we we i'll speak to my own experience but i immediately went to the local like what's happening right in front of my face mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. what's happening globally mm -hmm. go ahead sir. i was just going to say yeah that i re remembering that last spring when I was thinking, oh, okay, lockdown, I can do this, I can do this, I can handle it. But I couldn't, certainly couldn't, can't handle it if it lasts past March, I mean, past, past May, past October. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, we, and now it's just sort of, oh, okay, yeah, well, 2021 is pretty likely mm -hmm. that we won't be able to go anywhere. Uh, yeah. It's how, how we've changed in, in, in our acceptance. Mm. You're, you know what? That's a really good point that how quickly we've adjusted. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, but when this thing first happened, I was like stocking up on beer. I'm, I, you know, <laughs> and now I don't drink like hardly, well, I'm doing this uh, dry February, but it's like, I got it out of my system or something. It was great. <laughs> so. Well, I kept putting, I kept thinking, um, Oh, it'll go away. I, I had a lot of friends who were planning to come and visit right. uh, uh, and in May and June. Uh, oh, no problem. Don't cancel your flight. No, it's it's not going to be any any big deal. It'll all be over. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> well, it, the, we were all wrong. Mm -hmm. We were all wrong. And 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 I think that it's it's kind of good that we were wrong. You know what I mean? In in terms mm -hmm. of. Sometimes minimizing is a, it's a good survival tactic, right? If we're thinking, oh my God, this is going to go on forever. That yeah. can be very scary when we're all locked yes. in our homes. Yes. Yes. So right. now, 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 if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about where you were and, and, and some of the things that was it the government or the country did uh, as a response to COVID-19 on March sure. 8th. Yeah. We, well, I was surprised that we had this decree on March 8th that, uh, and we were not allowed to leave our house. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, and I live in an apartment in Centro. Um, and so it's, it's a, a small, a, a small town, but I don't have a yard. I have a tiny balcony. And, and uh, so my friends who live out in the countryside had, I mean, they could go out and walk their dogs or or, or stuff, but uh, um, but we were indoors, right. and uh, and so for exercise we uh, went up and down the stairs of our eight hundred year old palazzo, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty claustrophobic. But um, I I consider myself quite 
fortunate because mm. my work is virtual already. So yeah. that was no big deal to, to do the work. We had to print out um, these documents to to show that we understood the, the rules when we went out once a week for our groceries. And um, but we always had to carry the this 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 document with us to right. to, to to show the carabinieri uh, if they stopped us. Um, that we we were only going out for 30 minutes to mm. to to the Conad to get our groceries. Uh, and and for the most part, people followed the rules. And um, I, I, I believe in my experience, in my acquaintance, we all felt that we were getting good information mm -hmm. from the Comune, from the, 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 the Italian government, that, that they were telling us what was going on and what we had to do. And there was a, a, a countrywide feeling of andra tutto bene, it will all be okay, we must do this all together. And, right. and so I felt, uh, it, it felt easy to, to follow the rules. Mm. And, and when you, and, and I really do apologize for my uh, trying to repeat the Italian, but when you were saying that sort of esprit de corps, which mm -hmm. is not how you even say that word, but anyways, this sort of solidarity, was that the whole country like North and South? I, I I don't know for sure. It was my it's my sense that it was, right. but um, I I I don't know much beyond my my close circle of friends. Yeah, and and, and no problem. And you know, it's okay to be speculative. I'm I'm not holding you to. Uh, you know, <laughs> that has to be the truth. But but your senses your senses yes. is that there was mm -hmm. this solidarity because I think so because historically speaking, and again my sense of Italy is very limited, but the North and the South have always viewed each other mm -hmm. as separate yes. nations That's because true. Italy used to be just all these different city states. It didn't used to be the Italian boot that we all color mm -hmm. in on our maps, right? It used to be all these different <laughs> city states. So, yeah. so that, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting how, again, there's a sort of, what, what was the word that you used again for that solidarity? Oh, uh, andra tutto bene. Uh, it, it will all be okay. I like that. Yeah, it's that's a great motto. You know, I, we we will get through this. Uh, Doctor Bonnie Henry, who is the 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 doctor that that's overseeing everything in terms of COVID here, says, mm -hmm. "Be calm, be safe, be kind." And mm. it's like, oh man, those are good tenants to live by because. You know, when this is living up here in our minds and our hearts, mm -hmm. we can, you know, we can be quite reactive. Mm -hmm. Now, you were talking about the Caponeri and the, the Kamani. Is that correct? Uh, oh, the uh, Carabinieri is the police. Police, yeah. And the, the, the Comune is the, mm -hmm. the, the, the local government. Local government. Okay, yeah. So the police were obviously working with local government and it was just, here's my papers. I'm going in to get groceries mm -hmm. and then straight back home kind of thing. Yeah. I was never actually stopped, but I um, see. Uh, we, you, you, you needed to be prepared, but there, yes. there was one, one horrible experience that we had on, on Easter, uh, which was mm -hmm. in the middle of April, I think um, we, 
we wanted to sneak out of the house. It was a Sunday and we wanted to just go out and be in nature. And there's this little park that you can, we can walk to in five minutes and, but it, it's very secluded. Mm. And uh, we wanted to, 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 to just go out and be near a tree. And uh, uh, we're going out and, uh, and I, I asked my husband if he had the keys and he said, yes, he did. And I locked the door and he said, no, I don't. <laughs> And we were locked out of our apartment, and there oh. was no but we we had no no keys, and we're not allowed to be right out in the world, and <laughs> and it's Easter, yeah. and uh, so I I called the or texted the uh, real estate agent mm -hmm. who I knew had an extra set um, for our apartment building, and. But I had to wait until after Easter lunch. And so we're waiting outside our house in the cold. And and, and I said, can you please let us in? And she said, no, I'm sorry, I can't because uh, it, it's illegal for me to go out of my house. Oh, my. And, uh, and I said, I don't have any other choice. Yeah. Uh, and so she had to call the Carabinieri to get permission mm. to come and bring me keys and let me into my apartment. And I, I went out as soon as we were allowed to. That um, I went out and made like five copies of the keys to give it to everybody <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. It's on a lanyard on my neck. Yeah. And and, and you know what? I mean, to your defense, uh, you're stuck in this you know this apartment with a balcony. <laughs> It's 800 mm -hmm. year old apartment. Uh, and it's, you know, you haven't been outside in what well, Easter, exactly. Easter's in April, right? So, yeah, yeah. I, hey, you know, that's justified by me. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell them next time. Okay, okay. This, 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 this Canadian said this, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like a Canadian to do, I, I, I feel. <laughs> the other thing is, is that uh, Italy is, is a very Catholic nation obviously so mm -hmm. easter must have like that's a huge holiday i mean it's it's a holiday here but it's it's more like a family kind of holiday yeah that's yeah. how it's observed whereas in yeah. italy it's it's huge religiously observed right yeah so yeah. what was easter like in italy it was COVID? it was it was heartbreaking and it was because it was fairly early in the lockdown we there was still that sense of yeah. we're all in this together the local comune uh, uh, had us all make little videos little little couple of minute videos and uh, of of uh, it, hi, Pergola, Happy Easter, uh, and um, and and so and then they put the videos together, and we all watched it on Easter, so we could have Easter together on video, oh, wow. uh, and and that was really sweet. Like the whole um, community. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it was probably a hundred different families uh, contributed to this to this video. That's that's pretty special. Yeah, it was sweet. It was really sweet. Oh, and they had the 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 singing on the balconies. You know, the, the, did you hear about that? That was on the news. Um, t t tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, the, just that. Uh, I think it was uh, started in Rome to um, to support. I mean, to to support one another because we were 
locked down and couldn't be connected, but you could be connected on on your balcony. So um, they people would come out in their balconies and 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 make music together or make music for their neighbors. Uh, and I, I, my town is is very small, and so when I go out on the balcony and and make music, there aren't a lot of other people on other balconies. But right. but. We, we, we contributed, we, we made music on our balcony too. I think that there is something deeply profound and deeply human about that. This idea of, I, I mean, the, the mental health aspects of this, because mm-hmm. I'm a registered counselor, I work with children and they might not necessarily all understand it equally. It's very kind of abstract to them and like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's, if I touch this, I'm going to get COVID, you know, and, and, <laughs> but that's a very scary thought to children, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This, this idea of this invisible thing and it could be anywhere and kids need to be in, people need to be empowered and what yes. better way than through music. Music is a universal language. Yeah. So were people playing instruments or were they singing? Yes, I mean not in my town. I I didn't not. see other people, but I saw it on TV, um, and um, people would would come and do various kinds of music, opera and guitars and whatever um, they they wanted. It was it was just a, an expression of that we're still here, we're connected. Yeah, and 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 the human spirit can't be broken. Yeah, that's awesome. Now now today. I mean, we're almost coming up on a year. <clears throat> March 8th, you guys went into lockdown. So that's what, mm-hmm. three weeks away? Mm-hmm. My time is always like, but I'm a father, so I have time excuse me. But in about <laughs> three weeks, we're coming to the year anniversary. What are things mm-hmm. like now for restrictions and COVID where you live? We we had a bunch of restrictions over the holidays. They, they, they switched to a, a, a color system where yellow, orange, red zones. And uh, so during, the, during Christmas and New Year's, we were red. And then the numbers shot up in the fall as they probably did all over the world. Yep. Um, and, and so then until about maybe a week ago, we were orange again. And orange meant that if you lived in a town of more than 5,000, you could not leave your town limits. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but if you lived in a smaller town, you could, you could, you could go up to 30 miles away, which made me really jealous because my town is about 7,000 people. So I could, I could only stay in Pergola, but uh, my friends who lived in tiny towns in the outskirts could could go anywhere they wanted. They're free. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But now, now we're back to yellow, um, which means that we cannot leave La Marque, um, but we can, uh, we can uh, travel, we can go, um, and there is a uh, masks everywhere. Everybody mm-hmm. is very good about wearing masks, um, and it feels more relaxed. That's it, good. Uh, you can. There aren't. Um, I mean, we, everybody has sort of learned how to follow the rules and how to. You don't go into a store when there's lots of other people in there. Mm-hmm. You 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 just sort of. I, I'm I'm wondering what it's going to be like when everybody's healed. Um, I mean, are we still going to be afraid of one another and and um, and not get close? I, I I wonder about that. 
That's that's I mean that's a wonderful question. It, it's even funny because uh, communication is so much of it is not what we say. It's kind of how we right and, and and Italians are you know they're known for this right. They're 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 expressive language, and I'm a very expressive person. People have often ask me, "Are you Italian?" I'm, that I know of, <laughs> but it, it, it's funny because I was wearing my mask the other day and somebody said something to me. And I took my mask off and leaned in with my ear, which doesn't make any sense. But it's because it was just like, I, I wanted to hear them and let them know that I was listening. But uh-huh. anyways, it, it's just this interaction of how we talk. And then when I, cause mm-hmm. I work with kids and you can't see me smile. I'm mm-hmm. very like, Hey, you know, like, <laughs> like overly expressive. And, mm-hmm. and, and it, you know, it just, it, it disarms people because when you only see this, Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. W- with the masks is uh sort of bio biologically speaking evolutionarily speaking there's that where is this person coming from because mm-hmm. we're able to detect threats or non-threats based on body language mm-hmm. right yeah you're right. so 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 that's a good point i mean how moving forward how will communication change right yeah. and and i think it, it is again the very like you know, hey, right? So, because I, <laughs> yeah, I don't been, think. Go, no, sorry. Go I, I was going to say I, I I do a lot of squinting to yeah. make people think the the sort of smile lines with my yeah, eyes. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to have crow's nest by the time I'm 37. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that guy smiled a lot, better than frowns, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is again, yeah, this this the individual piece of of how you've taken on COVID-19, you and your, you, you live with your husband? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah, you, you, yes. I was reading that in the blog. So mm-hmm. how you guys have responded to this as individuals? Well, I think we're very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, be, number one, because there's two of us and so we, yes. we, we, aren't, we aren't lonely. Um, and all of my, knock on wood, uh, friends and family have stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we, I don't have, and, and my work is ha- hasn't really been affected because I can continue to coach uh, virtually as I always have. Um, so, so I am blessed uh, yes. and, and this time has not been as difficult or overwhelming or depressing um, or frightening to me as it has to many people. And I have tried to, to extend my good feeling to to others and help in any way, I have extra bandwidth. I have uh, I, I have offered optimism and mm. and I've I've coached people to uh, to that that we can we can get through this as best yeah. I can um, because because I am one of the very lucky ones. Well, you, you know it's. It- what a, what a wonderful segue, by the way. Good job, Liz. I like that. Cause, cause I, I, I do want to talk about what you do. Uh, uh-huh. and, and it's almost like, how long have you been in Italy for? How many years? Uh, we were uh, uh, 10 years total, uh, only five full time. For the first five years, uh, we didn't have the right visa. So we had to, to keep going back and forth to the US. So, and again, from what I was reading on your blog, it's that you had this transformative experience, this sort of... Uh, you know the the cocoon that the the uh, caterpillar goes into and it metamorphosizes mm-hmm. into this beautiful butterfly. You've had this moment before COVID happened, 
And perhaps that's why it hasn't been such a struggle for you. Whereas for lots of us, I was talking to uh, this, a friend of mine yesterday, Eric from Mexico, and he was talking about for, for before COVID, we were just doing our what's, you know, keeping ourselves occupied and busy. And then when, when the lockdown happened and we had to sit with ourselves and our loved ones, we had to really focus on the why. And that is a very, that could be a very painful sort of stumbling journey. Uh, but if you face that journey head on, the mirror of ourselves, you can come out of it. And But for yourself, you had already kind of had that experience. Is, is that true? Uh, yes, I, I think that's that's true. I'm I, I'm also of a certain age, so that that um, I have done some mm. some looking back over my life and and collecting my my crone wisdom, and uh, uh, so I, I've done a lot of of of, of self reflection, and and so both the combination of of feeling fortunate and being mm. in a beautiful place and being safe, um, uh, it, it it was not as as dramatic a change for me right and you're still in your prime my friend <laughs> you're still in your prime right. yeah uh <laughs> so now before we start talking about you i have to ask because i'm i love this kind of stuff i love mm-hmm. history you live in an 18 mm-hmm. eight, excuse me 800 year old building okay mm-hmm. yeah you got to yeah, tell me town- a little bit about the history here Sure. Well, it's um, that it's a town called Pergola. Um, It was founded by um, the citizens of Gubbio, which is Mm. a a beautiful city in in Umbria. And um, it's uh, it was founded in 1234. And our building was probably built somewhere in the next hundred years. Uh, and it was a palazzo owned by a nobleman uh, that I honestly don't know a lot more of the history of, uh, of this building, but it has been, it was turned into a series of eight apartments. Um, I, I, I don't know when, um, no. but it's, uh, it, it's a it's a lovely building. We happen to live in the servants' quarters, um, but so so our ceilings are are like regular height. The, some of the other apartments in this building are 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 like a palace. Um, wow! But anyhow, it's it, it's it's wonderful. Very thick walls. Mm. Uh, um, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see the architecture of this of this building. So. I, yeah, you must I, come and visit. I would love to. And, and you could come visit here. And my house was built in 1979. And it's uh, <laughs> it's also a servant's quarter. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, no, I, I love Vancouver. I'd be happy oh, to, yeah. to, to come and visit. At any time. All of my family's in Washington and Oregon. So uh, I will, uh, right. I'll, be, I'll be back there as soon as we're allowed to travel. Well, and, and you were saying uh, right now when we're recording this, it's uh, what, February 12th? 13th so and you said it's snowing where you are is that correct Mm -hmm. yeah which is which is rare yeah this is unusual we we, um the outlying areas because we're in the foothills of Mm -hmm. the uh, apennines dolomites i can't remember which mountains Uh, anyhow there are um uh outside of town uh it snows um maybe once or twice a winter um but here in pergola uh 
it, it does it's it's unusual. Uh, once in a while we get heavy snow, but um, but we haven't in the last couple of years. So um, it's uh, it's a surprise. Yeah. Well, the, and the other thing, just as you were mentioning the Dolomites, mm -hmm. uh, is did I say that right? That that mountain range. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, what came to mind is Ernest Hemingway and his book A Farewell to Arms, and he talks about Italy. And for me, it's like, whoa, it sounds so beautiful, but you're there. Like that must, I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but that must be so inspiring for the work that you do. It, it is. I, I think it's probably inspiring for anybody's work. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's gorgeous. I love, I love looking out my window. I love the architecture. I love the people. The people here are the friendliest people I have ever met. They made me feel, they made us feel so welcome when we moved here, even though I haven't learned properly how to speak the language. They, are, uh, they still are... They're they're really wonderful. I love I love the Italians. That's awesome. Well, I because where I live, and this is just based on my experience, but and I live in in Surrey. I don't live in like a you know I don't live in Seattle or like a big city or anything. But there's such a rush, mm -hmm. and it can feel quite cold, and not just in terms mm -hmm. of temperature, but you know everybody's doing their mm -hmm. thing. Going back to the the masks, and that's why mm -hmm. I'm like. I'm, I know I'm going to have crow's feet by the time I'm 37, right? But, but, but the world where I live, excuse me, where I am, it needs a little bit more warmth. And mm -hmm. what you're describing is that where you are is, is very, you know, warm and inviting. It really is. It that, really is. And that must have such an impact sort of on your, your lifestyle and your well-being, I imagine. Yes. Um, I think it, it would absolutely be true if, uh, and this is, this is my own guilt is coming out because um, I'm going to say again that if I could speak the language better and could communicate easily with people, I would not feel as much fear as I do about mm -hmm. making a mistake and, and uh, saying something incorrectly. I mean, that's, that it's entirely on me because they don't care that if I, if I make a blunder with the language, but, uh, uh, but I, I'm sure that I would feel the full warmth of, of the people if I weren't afraid of, of being in conversation and making a mistake. I, and, and I got to say, thank you for, uh, you know, for your honesty there, because that's something that I deal with. And for myself, the fear of, of failure is what gets in the way of doing anything at all. Mm -hmm. Right, which which kind of again, say, there's been so many opportunities to segue into the work that you do. Mm -hmm. So so let's talk about that. You're you're a, like a life coach, is that correct? Yes, I, I, I call it a productive life. Coach I like <laughs> I, I I I really respond to the idea of I need to be more productive. Mm. That people people say say that to me when actually I think it I. 
what I help people do is, is trust themselves and their own rhythms and their own way of doing things. And that feeling good about yourself is the best way to feel productive. Uh, so I work with women who, who don't feel motivated much of the time. They, they struggle with the idea of motivation and they, they really long to mm. feel some sustained sense of accomplishment, not, not just, I managed to get this one huge project done and then I collapse. They they all the time on a roll, they meet their goals, they 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 do what they intend to do, they feel great at the end of the day for all of the things they're getting done. So that's that's what I want to to work with women to help them create. That's that's such an awesome endeavor. I mean for example, I, I, I sometimes think about myself and I saw this quote the other day and it was, uh, people aren't necessarily lazy. They're just not doing what they want to be doing. Amen. Yes. Right? If, if it's not important to them, uh, then it, it, if it's not important to you, it's really hard <laughs> to make yourself do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's an exercise in willpower and willpower is like a muscle. It's, it's the... Yeah. You know, it's a muscle of the soul, I'd say, and you can drain it doing things you don't want to do. Yeah, I, I'm not a, not crazy about the idea of willpower. I, I okay. think that that's usually is a, um, it, 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 people feel like gritting their teeth and, mm. and, and being, uh, I mean, maybe there are people that feel feel it and, and can, can make willpower work for them. I'm not one of them. So, so you believe in sort of accessing your purpose and that feeling your potential. Is, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. I, well, I, I, I don't want to take your words from you. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, I would say accessing your intrinsic motivation, your own um, sense of, of what, what's important to do. I, it's, it's do what you love, love what you do, stop doing what you hate is, is my philosophy. Yeah. So how did you get how did you get into this? Because again, there must be a story there, right? People don't just wake up and become life coaches. Uh, uh, sorry, potential what, what pr productivity? Productive. Life, excuse me, productive life coaches. Uh, to, to have a productive life is what I call it. I like I mean, okay. That to um, so I I'm a, I'm a productive life coach. Um, so. Well, the reason I, I do it is because I, I, I am one of those people. I am a recovering procrastinator and I have found my own sense of how to get things done, how to feel good at the end of the day with what I'm accomplishing, how I'm reaching my goals, my own version of success. And, and I think that there are others like me that, um, um, that aren't high achievers, that aren't pushed by um, uh, the, 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 they must climb that mountain and uh, um, that they, the idea of that exhausts me. So, yes. uh, but I want to still, I, I, I wanted to, to have a productive life. I want to feel good about what I'm accomplishing, but, um, but I'm not motivated by, by achievement. I'm not motivated by lots of money. Um, mm. I, 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 I like feeling good. I, and, and the, the whole, the show is called, I'm probably wrong about everything. So correct me, please. You know, uh -huh. I won't be offended. In fact, I encourage it. 
but this idea of sort of just going with the flow, right? So much of us, we're just like trying to force it. And like you say, it's exhausting. Again, tapping into the willpower, it's, you know, why, like, why am I forcing myself through existence when I can just wear a Hawaiian shirt, right? Which is mm-hmm. goes to my attire, right? Why not just mm-hmm. do you? Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and, and that what we can do with going with the flow is that you can, with certain kinds of behaviors, you can make that flow rush more, you know, you can, you can have it, you can have it be instead of just meandering, you can, you can shape it. If you're doing what you really care about and the things that you think are important, um, you can make the flow stronger. So what's, and, and I want, I want people to be like, you know, this is, this is like a great way of, Ooh, I gotta, I gotta find out more. So what's maybe one way that somebody can do this. I mean, I'm sure there's many ways. Well, yeah. And I don't want you to give them all away, well, all the secrets. Yeah. Um, I actually have a video on my website, uh, um, which was a, a mini course that some other coaches and I um, did. So that if they go to my uh, website, lear.com, uh, I, I have a course that explains, I mean, a 30 minutes uh, video that explains my feelings about um, the core of how to do this. And the other thing that it explains is my favorite productivity tip, which is our anti-procrastination tip, uh, which is um, that when you are finding yourself procrastinating about something and you just can't seem to make yourself do it, a good rule of thumb is to figure out one of three things. You need to find out, decide, or do. So that, that when, when you find yourself not being able to get to something, ask yourself, what is it that I need to find out? What is it that I need to decide about this? Or what is the next right action that I need to do? I like that. Now, I think in, in anything that we do, uh, anything that talent, you know, when people are like, oh, he's such a talented guy, you know, or talented person. I always think to myself, yes, but there has to be a degree of practice. You, you don't just, you don't just wake up one day. There's this idea of the growth mindset versus the fixed mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. And and people like Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Angelo, Sorry, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. there's this idea of, yeah, you can, you can be born with an innate talent perhaps, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. really it's what you focus on that you can become better at. For example, this or, Mm -hmm. or writing, but in anything that you do, you have these moments of you're kind of scratching your head and you're like, oh man, I feel like I've hit the doldrums of this. I've hit a wall. How do you get through that? And is that when you use the, the find out? decide and do method? No, I would say that's more for procrastination. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Truthfully, that kind of achievement that Mm -hmm. uh, with the people that you you mentioned, that's not my sweet spot. Mm -hmm. I don't know about um, about the, that high achievement. I'm, yeah. I'm doing great, but I want to do better. Yeah. Um, that I don't have advice for those people because that's not where I've been. Right. 
Right. That's a good point. So, so yours is more just for, dare I, <clears throat> please, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of the everyday sort of, how do I make the most out of today, the most out of myself kind of thing? You know, how do I kind of access my natural, that flow state? That, that's, that's a good way to describe it, but it's also more for people who are mad at themselves because they're, mm. they're, they, mm. they, they're, they, they're stuck. They, yeah. they don't like the way they've been and, um, uh, and, but they don't see how they can get out of it. They, 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 they feel unmotivated mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and and they're looking around at all the stuff that they could have done. Like uh, I had all this free time during the pandemic, and I what have I made out of myself? And uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's that kind of frustration yeah. um, that where you're not where you you want to be because mm-hmm. you have been stuck or dawdling or something. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of wallowing in the past yeah. and it's like yeah come on friend we got to move forward you know you got to yeah but i don't know how yeah yeah well and and that's a good point so what was what was your kind of aha moment if you don't mind sharing i can't think of an aha moment it's been been sort of dribbles um, yeah. uh, uh, i mean i've just sort of one step in front of the other banging into walls oh that's not it and, uh, uh, yeah. uh, it's uh, I, I mean I think that choosing my life at this point has been sort of a oh yeah that's it right um, uh, so it, it, it's it's a lot of, of of bad choices to finally find some good ones, but I can't think of a specific aha moment. And and you don't you don't even need one. I mean, I I, I think that it's almost as if I'm going to try this. I'm going to see how this feels, and if I like it, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing it. And, and yes, and is that kind of how exactly. your journey has been? Yeah. Right. Yes. It, yeah. It, um, I I don't think I knew that until I got here. Right. Um, but. Uh, but but yes, that is how it's been. It, and, and and to your point, it doesn't have to be these Mount Everest moments. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do <laughs> the best, because that <laughs> mindset can lead to disappointment, again frustration, and it's this weird mm-hmm. cycle that keeps repeating itself. Mm-hmm. So it's do what feels good, and don't have too much uh, pressure on yourself. Perhaps uh, that's for 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 people like me. That and the people who are wired as, as I am, that's that works. Uh, I, I'm sure that there are people who are superstars that um, that are wired in a different way, and that different different way different things motivate them to get where they want to be. Um, but that's not me. Well, and I also wonder too. I'm curious. That's, that's one of my little strategies there, but the, it's the wiring of our society because you've, you're living in a very different place. You're living in this, in this, dare I say, relaxed kind of friendly, inviting environment. Yes. yes. And it's not this like, I got I, these Mount Everest overachiever kind of mindset mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. is the way it can often feel mm-hmm. here. At least mm-hmm. it does for me mm-hmm. that, that you've changed the wiring 
of your environment and thus the wiring mm-hmm. of your brain and, and your, your, yourself. Yes, but it, it, it's also my stage in life too, because I am I am I am at a, a, a point in my life where I don't feel a need to uh, mm. to do major achievement. I'm 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 past that. The, and and it's almost uh, I, I've been reading up on Buddhism, and it's it's mm. if you want to do something profound, don't do anything at all. Just let it happen. And and that's pretty profound. You you know, yeah. so what you're doing is is remarkable in and of itself. Because it's just like, hey, I'm just doing me, and yeah. But I would add that you you all you need to let it happen and then reflect, ah, uh, and yes. uh, and uh, and and exp- explore. What did I learn? Ooh, what was that like? What did that feel like? Did I like it? Um, and and so so it's happening and thinking about it. You know, I, I, I was reading a, a biography of Fred Rogers. Love that guy. Mm. Speak, speak. Mm. That's somebody who he's just like, I'm just going to do my thing. And he, mm. I, I remember him uh, way better than I remember, you know, Teletubbies, yeah. right? Because of his soul was just so present. And maybe, maybe that's kind of what I'm picking up too, is like, just have your soul just out, you know, live your soul. Right. And, and there was a saying in this, in this book, and it was the lessons that we teach most are the ones that we need to learn. Mm. So kind of what we're doing. And Mm -hmm. and then I thought to myself, Oh, gee, isn't that me? You know, Mm -hmm. what we're trying to teach others is really what we need to learn. Mm-hmm. So this idea of reflection and of being a forever student, I think yes. that's the key to vitality and, and longevity. Uh, I agree with you. You are not wrong about that. <laughs> they, yeah, but you see how I, I I I have my foot in the water there. It's like at least if I have this title, mm-hmm. if I say something, yeah. I could be wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. Now uh, you have a, a new series that will be out when this comes out on your podcast mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. i've i always wanted to correct yep mm-hmm. okay, and yes us. it's a, it's a podcast for people who um or, or i interview people who are doing things that other people have always wanted to do mm. uh and and so it's is i the point of it is to encourage people to try stuff that they might not ordinarily try and, uh, and and I'm I've been doing it for a couple of years now. I do it in little clumps of series of six or eight episodes at a time, and and I've got a new one coming out. And it's like it was it really came together in a fun way. And through serendipity, the guests all sort of relate to one another. It was not mm. planned this way, but but they all one leads to another, and and uh, and so it's it's a it, it, I'm I'm very excited about it. Isn't that beautiful how that happens? That there's mm-hmm. yeah, it really is. There's an ecosystem at work in humanity that we try as we may to not see it, but mm-hmm. you know, the more you let it happen, like you're saying, the more you see it. So yeah. Liz, thank you so much for your time. I'm just looking, it's 45 minutes already. So 
Matt, Matt, Rob, it's been absolutely. such a pleasure. You are a, a wonderful person to talk to, and uh, I'm I, I'm going to to go back and listen to previous episodes of your podcast because it you are a pleasant person to to have a conversation with. Well, you as well, Liz, and uh, you know we will keep in touch, and it would be great to have you Good. back on in the future. I'd really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. Okay, you take care. All right. Once again, that was Liz Sumner, the host of I've Always Wanted To, reporting to us live from Italy. Uh, I don't know why I said she's reporting to us live. It's pre-recorded. But anyways, reporting to us from Italy. I greatly enjoyed our conversation, what she had to share, and the work that she's doing in helping people kind of find out their their purpose and in, in finding out what they want to do. Makes me think about me doing this and how how much I enjoy it and I enjoy you listening. So thank you for that and for this opportunity. If you enjoy this show, uh, please be sure to support us on Patreon for as low as a dollar a month so we can continue doing what we love and giving that love back to you. Have a wonderful day and take care. Thank you again for listening. I'm Robert Grant, and I'm probably wrong about everything.